this is Uwe Ball. If you want to help support the podcast on this network, go to rogueintel.com. Thank you and go fuck yourself. Hey everybody, Sean here. Just wanted to thank world's greatest filmmaker of all time, Uwe Boll, for that nice little intro, which is what I'm using for the icebreaker to let you all know that Table Reads is now on the Rogue Intel Podcast Network, which, as Uwe told you, can be found at rogueintel.com. This is our very first episode on the network, and as such, I'm going to just play a couple of clips that are going to give you an idea about some other things that are on the network and some ways that you can help us out. Uh, We're going to continue making the same high-quality shit that you're used to every week right here on Table Reads, Um, but we're going to have a family to support us and help us out. So please keep listening, subscribe and all the stuffs, and... uh, this whole part will sound better in the future. Thanks. Here at the Prime Podcast, we're dedicated about broadcasting professionalism. Like, really dedicated. Real quick, I know TJ's had to pee for quite a while. Do you need to take a break? Dude, I'm good. Are you sure? <laughs> so you pissed in your mason jar, is that what you're saying? Just keep going with the show. <laughs> Don't you worry about where the bathroom breaks oh, I love your dedication. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes for the sake of the show, man. Listen more at theprimepod.com. Yeah, every time I go to get new body armor or some more drones, I always go to Amazon. But I don't just go to any Amazon. I go to rogintel.com slash Amazon. So this way I can help out my favorite podcast with every purchase I make. And I know I purchase a lot. Get to the chopper now. This program is not censored. Consider yourself warned. Lights, camera, action. When a script is written that is so bad that no one will film it, two men will bring it to life just so they can mock it. This is Table Reads. So the movie's a good part. Which means your script ain't worth the buffalo shit on a nickel. Table Reads. With Sean McBee and Trevor Thompson. With special guest Jimmy Williams. Hey, hey, everybody. So, uh, we wanted to record a little speed read for you. Um, because just today, um, not today for you, but today for me and Trevor and Jimmy here. Jimmy, you there? Right here. Say hi, Jimmy. I said hi. <laughs> He's a team player. That's why we like yeah. him. Yeah. Well, just today, I found a script treatment for, get this, E.T. 2 Nocturnal Fears by Steven Spielberg and Melissa, Mel- Melissa Matheson. Who wrote, they both wrote the original. So this is legitimately, this is just a script yeah. treatment. It's only nine pages. This was definitely um, considered, though. Uh, but this is the direction that Spielberg thought would be great to follow up E.T. And this is like right after. He wrote this July 17th, 1982. And so, also at the time, it's also interesting to note, he still wanted to 
have the experience of directing one of his own sequels because he wanted to do that with Jaws. He said so when he when he did Lost World. He was like, I finally have gotten the opportunity to direct one of my own sequels. So I know that this is a bit. He was out to try and do this because he said in multiple occasions. I don't think that he had the had he done. I mean, he done he done Indiana Jones, hadn't he? At this point, yeah, Indy was nineteen eighty. Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about and should shut up. Yeah, Lost World was, I mean, he did indie and then, like, he'd already done three indie movies by the time Lost World came out. You know what? Yeah. Then what? Anyway, so fucking Lost World, but anyway. So, so, so E.T. 2 Nocturnal Fears, right from the title, you can tell. <laughs> Great title. He, uh, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm really gonna take everything that E.T. was about and, uh, I'm just gonna shit on it immediately. <laughs> now neither of us or neither of us uh, none of us none of the three of us have read this yeah uh i had heard of it before yeah but I've, I've heard things about it um i heard things yeah uh not good no not good no not good things um but i'm i'm really excited about this uh little backstory for me personally et was the first movie that i ever saw yeah uh in the theater yeah i was three i made my mom take me to it four times Good one. I, I always cried. Um, my first movie was... I mean, I still cry at E.T. My first How movie can you was, not? was Follow That Bird. I, and nobody I, cares. I can't do it no more. <laughs> yeah, Jimmy's all cried out for the fucking E.T. I, it, I, I, I tried. I tried in uh, 1997. We watched that shit, and, and it almost got me, and I started noticing. That's when I started noticing how he did it. I feel <laughs> yeah, and I said, he, he felt some oh. tears come up, and he goes, Oh, no, nah, fuck you, Steven. <laughs> I see what uh, you're no, doing. No, 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 no. no. No, 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 no. Sometimes you, it's just the way he did it. It was just like, oh, you did this to me three times because he got to be three times, you know? Yeah, because you get, wait a minute, you, you, you cry when E.T. dies, right? Yeah. You cry when he comes back to fucking life. And then you cry like a motherfucker when he's yeah. going away. Somebody, yeah. And somebody, when he does that shit and he points his finger. And so he, much of that has to do. Says right here. Oh man, I was like, okay, that's where I went. Okay, you motherfucker. Yeah, he does that well, all see, the time. And, some, and <laughs> most of the some most of that has to do with with John Williams' score. Somebody on YouTube made a video that's, that's, where they took out the score and they put in real sound effects of like you know just the this exhaust of the ship and the the heartbeat and the dog you know going mm-hmm. up and down and stuff. And it's the most non-emotional <laughs> weird thing to be watching and it because because it's shot so well you feel like you're there but you're not in the moment yeah, so it's, it's, it's just, like it's like cutting out the daniel stern yes, voiceover point. from you the wonder years not, yes not even, not, not even um um elliot's reaction mm, oh no. dude dude actually no. though actually i almost cried watching his audition tape yeah his uh, henry thomas's audition tape that kid fucking kills it. Spielberg even says, well, looks like you got the fucking job, kid. He was yeah, like, he didn't even like, like, cause you hear the instruction he's given. Yeah. Like he's it's just so like, simple. Yeah. It's just, you don't want him to go. Yeah. He's your best friend. Yeah. That's and, basically it. And th- he starts crying and he's like, you can't take him away. And it's like, not in the script for the guy that is reading the other lines to, to be okay. And, and he's let not him even stay. reading lines. He just, he, oh, he was right. ad-libbing the lines and yeah. bringing the emotion all at once. Yeah. The kid's an actor. He was a born actor. Holy kid, shit. Oh, it's, it's Still is, ain't I it? mean, motherfucker, like <laughs> mm-hmm. that makes makes uh, Haley Joel Osment look like fucking 
the penguin, which is what he looks like now. I <laughs> he looks like Bridges Meredith. I I was gonna say but I, I, fucking I, baby I Anakin. Like him though, baby Anakin. Yeah, oh, Jake, yeah he's still great. Jake, still great. what's his face? I shouldn't talk. I look like an Easter egg. But uh, the 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 point is, what was the point about Haley Joel Osment? You were trying to say because about you know, how great an actor he is. Yeah, he doesn't have shit against fucking Henry Thomas. Yeah, really. Yeah, Henry Thomas killed. He made that kid look like baby Anakin. Yeah, good point. Yeah, Who is no, the worst child actor in the history of man? He's a can't be the worst. Yeah, he's oh, he's he's worst. worse than little Ricky. Ooh. From I Love Lucy. Oh, he's, talk, he's talking about um, Jake Lloyd from uh, Jake Lloyd. That's from uh, the Phantom Menace, who played Anakin Jake's in the, the first one. Yeah. Jake was the first one, and he's it, people hate him on the internet so much that he's now yeah, like in jail. Yeah. <laughs> people hate him on the internet so much he's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> he's like, where can I go that I won't well, get the really, internet? I mean, it's like everywhere. Anytime he's even remotely recognized, my boy is my boy is Macaulay. That's well, he's but he's still cool though, Mac. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, he's like, <laughs> just is, is he? I he heard get, he was on heroin. He must get first well, choked in jail. Be really cool to be on heroin. But <laughs> I don't know, man. You guys are both saying different things. Well, I, I was just thinking about Jake Lloyd getting force choked in jail <laughs> with a cock. Yeah, well, that that's what all that's what gets us to where we need to be. And where we need to be is page one of ET2 Nocturnal Fears. You, you like the way I teed that up for him, Jimmy, so he could just knock it out of the fucking announcement park? <laughs> the fucking so, title of this shit right here. Bro. Just the title and the first line, Trevor, don't drink that right now, honestly. Okay, so uh, I'm just going to read this and guys fucking interrupt. Yeah, there's no, there's no, there's dialogue. no dialogue. So I'm just going to read it and you guys interrupt as you need to. To mock it, so should I maybe look up the uh, the ET music? Yeah, yeah, I'll do Put that. Put on some ET music. There we go. I'll do that. Let John Williams oh. sue us. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna start crying because we're gonna realize just how fucking good John Williams is, and it's gonna be this horrible fucking you know premise, and we're just gonna be crying anyway. <laughs> oh my god, he should have made it. Why did he make this? <laughs> You gotta stop the other music, though. Shut up. I know how to do it. (laughs) Okay. Don't worry about what I'm doing. Just read. In the night sky, there is an emotional... I can't talk. In the night sky, there is an emotion... Stop it! See? It's not easy to fucking do when people are teleplaying everything you're doing. In the night sky, there is an emotion churning about. (laughs) That's fucked up. Now, how did that happen? (laughs) How, how do you film that? He's right. That yeah. is fucked up. How do you film that? There's an emotion in the sky. The stars. Turning about. Oh, yeah, it's churning. Yeah. The it's stars. Turning about. The stars twinkle blankly, expressionless, like stars are, <laughs> as if to say that something is wrong. Okay, so right out of the gate, we've got an emotion churning in the sky, and the stars looking at us with like that Jim looking at the camera on the office look, apparently. How long is this? Nine pages. Wow, now it actually seems long. There is a slight breeze disturbing the treetops. Or is it? <laughs> it actually says that. I thought you were kidding. <laughs> and I just want to remind you people that it took two people, including Steven Spielberg, to write this. Oh, my God. That is, that no, is, no, it was Steven is, Spielberg and, and this lady. You get to do that because you're Steven fucking Spielberg. Man, I, I wish you guys hadn't been talking over that, like, classic E.T. swell. Yeah, it's a great swell. I wanted to... 
Start reading right there. I'll go back. Okay, do it. Through gnarled branches, we gaze upon a familiar sight. In what seemed like only the blink of an eye, something has penetrated the night sky and nearly avoided our attention. A small noise, followed by streaks of stray light, from somewhere that might be something further acknowledge its presence a door is being opened on the giant ornamental mothership now resting in the forest clearing oh that's what you mean by familiar yeah stuff we've already seen in fact literally the last thing we saw from the first movie (laughs) part two (laughs) that thing again And I set it up there for you. I didn't want you to see it coming. (laughs) A door opens and extends outward to make a ramp. Light. Yeah, we know. We've seen this. Light pours from within, and a figure emerges as a silhouette. Can I guess who it is? The creature moves in a familiar fashion. A waddle. Yeah. Yeah. Where's Batman? (laughs) (laughs) It's the penguin. It's definitely the All penguin. Right. I then, think that's what Sean's trying to say. And then say. we've got a scene break. It's a waddle. A waddle. <laughs> it does. It's waddles. School has now come to an end for Elliot, Michael, oh, Gertie, the, and their many friends. This is later because there's a bunch yeah, of dashes. I, I said that. Did you? Yes. Uh, and their many friends. For most youngsters, summer is something to look forward to. This is not the case for a handful of children this summer. They're all dead. Summer is, unfortunately, a continuation and concentration of feelings and thoughts. What the There's fuck is going on? There's an explanation point behind summer. What is going on? Yeah. What the fuck is How is that a direction? Like, hold on, hold on. It's exciting, um, huh? Well, it's not direction. It's This is the story. Yeah, it's like I guess a so. synopsis. I don't like it, though. I don't a have to like it. continuation and concentration of feelings and thoughts the previous months only hinted to. For these few kids, summer. I want to read this like a, like an old fifties. Uh, a serial guy. Like it, like a, those. Uh, Mid Atlantic. Informative films, like for kids. Oh, industrial films. Yeah. For these few kids, summer promises only one thing: death, loneliness. <laughs> this is the first of the. Fucker's a billionaire. This is the first of many summers without their little alien friend, nicknamed E.T. Hard as it is, the children cope. I wish this guy actually was a character in the in the second one, and he's just like a crazy neighbor <laughs> who narrates your life. Elliot, Michael, and Gertie are closer to one another since E.T. came into their lives. They have a special sort of relationship now. This is the woman writing this. I guarantee this. Yeah. Oh, my God. But as always, time tends to blur memories, and Elliot's mother, Mary, you remember she exists, is still waiting for that process to begin. So far, however, E.T. is as popular today as he ever was. He has his own show. That's that's a little Spielberg nod to the fact that the marketing campaign is driving that shit crazy and ETs and blazing on every lunchbox you ever see. Explanation point. Explanation. Yeah, well, you have to know that it's exciting. You have to know that it's exciting. (laughs) He's more popular day than he ever was. (laughs) Okay, now we're going back to the forest. The spaceship, 
nestled in the forest clearing, surrounded by massive redwoods. You know, we're on, we're like at the bottom half of page two of a nine-page thing, and somehow this is like it's only Going in the first my... couple of scenes. Yeah, and I don't see how we're gonna get to the end of the movie. I don't know what's. Yeah, <laughs> it's just gonna stop. But I did notice when putting this PDF together that the end does say the end. Huh, so, so it's a commercial. <laughs> so it's, it's gonna like I guess her. Just hurry up. <laughs> One page is, is just going to just say uh, a bunch of stuff happens here. <laughs> a bunch of stuff happens here for about 30 to 45 minutes. Some guns turn into walkie-talkies. <laughs> the guns are the walkie-talkies, yeah. The spaceship, nestled in the forest clearing, surrounded by massive redwoods, seems to be showing signs of life. Oh, my God. I just Movement can ahead. be detected within the ship. Now... We, it's it's showing but signs it of life. It already opened and spit real life out of it. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, yeah. The aliens on board are evil. It's in all caps, y'all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The all caps. Evil, evil. They have landed on Earth in response to distress signals designating its present coordinates. These aliens are searching for a stranded extraterrestrial named Zrek. Zorak. Who is sending a call yes. for help. So E.T.'s name is Zrek. E.T.'s name is Zrek. Yeah, he's... Well, they wouldn't... Yeah, they wouldn't name him extraterrestrial. The evil creatures are carnivorous. Their leader, Coral... Coral. ...commands his crew to disperse into the forest to acquire food. As the squat aliens leave the gangplank, each one emits a hypnotic hum, which has a paralyzing effect. Yeah, which is putting Sean to sleep. (laughs) Which has a a paralyzing effect on the surrounding wildlife. These creatures are an albino fraction, mutation, of the same civilization E.T. belongs to. The two separate groups have been at war for decades. Decades! Didn't E.T. turn white? (laughs) Yeah, when he was dying. Yeah, or literally. Yeah, so what the fuck are they trying to do now? Show us. He didn't didn't go back to his planet white. Yeah, no, see. I know, but I mean. Jimmy, 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 Jimmy. Brother just needed some lotion. He was ashy. (laughs) He was real ashy. (laughs) I mean, what's he going to do? Well, apparently there's a bunch of other ashy ones, man. How anybody gonna know the difference? They gonna be yeah, like, the ashy ones, hey, man. Like, hey, man. You don't get some lotion for your elbows. You turn evil too. Yeah, the ashy ones are evil. <laughs> like Ashy Larry. Ashy Larry, exactly. He's evil. Corel, oh, get some lotion. Corel <laughs> approaches the top of the gangplank and raises his frail arms outward as his yellow heart light summons his crew back to the mothership. For a moment, the aliens are paralyzed themselves. The tiny creatures eventually look up with their large, expressive red eyes. They have red eyes now? Yeah, these ones do. That's how you know they're they're albinos. Exactly, of course. (laughs) Uh, And begin their orderly processional back up into the spaceship. Inside the craft is a vast assortment of large plants and animal-like beasts in cages of light. Obviously specimens from past voyages. Obviously. Couldn't be anything else. Yeah. Meanwhile, <laughs> at Elliot's home, we see him climbing onto his roof to check E.T.'s communicator, 
which has been anchored down and sending messages into space ever since E.T. left Earth. You know, there's actually uh, on the DVD um, a deleted ending, you know, after that so awesome ending that we see um, that I think they were going to put it in the in the credits, but it's um, it's Elliot. Remember how Elliot was, you know, playing D&D with his older brother and all those kids in the beginning? Yeah. You see him doing that again, only this time he's like the leader of the pack and everyone's listening to him. And as it pans out, it pans out out this window and you see exactly this, the communicator that he has. He's built it up as a communicator to trying to keep in touch with E.T. and that's what they originally end on. So Uh, maybe there was an intent for a sequel as far back as when they were still shooting it. Maybe, but... Anyway, I wonder, how come we didn't have the fucking white evil ones? Oh my god, this next line. Elliot's <laughs> father returned from New Mexico months before and filed for divorce. Holy shit. And moved back to New Mexico. <laughs> 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 Honey, I'm home. I would like a divorce. I'm going back to New Mexico now. Goodbye. <laughs> wow. But Elliot's family has seen harder times. She's like, well, yeah, that's an alien in the fucking. That's living great. Room. We just fucking had a, the government here, yeah, exactly, because we had an alien. We almost lost. We almost lost our kid because he had a psychic link to a connection to a <laughs> to an alien that was dying because of our atmosphere. Not the white carnivorous one though. The, the no. brown herbivore. Yeah. Who, by the way, who, loves to get drunk. Who died because he had too much Pepsi and fucking processed human food. Message, 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 message. Motherfucker's a billionaire. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, well, understandably, okay? (laughs) And the fact that Mary has been dating Dr. Keys since they met just before... Dr. Keys. He's the the nice grown-up. Peter Coyote? Yes. I think so. Um, Since they met just before E.T. left has eased the strain considerably. So basically that whole paragraph is meaningless. <laughs> like, yeah. Bad times happen, but nobody gave a shit. <laughs> exactly. That's fucking great. Dad came back trying to hurt everybody, and they were like, whatever, get the fuck out of here, loser. Well, you know, it, it, it sets up the fact that we got to deal with That's what it should say. Dad came back trying to fuck things up, but we were like, whatever. When <laughs> <laughs> they were like, whatever. One thing is certain. Everybody under this household's roof has something common. E.T. <laughs> actually says that. <laughs> I, it, I know it's With a an exclamation, exclamation point. point. This fucking shit is killing me. <laughs> Keys has told his story time and time again about his first meeting with the tiny, confused E.T. He wasn't confused. He was terrified. Yeah. He was running away from you and then dying. It is a story full of emotion, surprises, and mystery. He has to tell it every every day in group before he takes yeah. his meds. I mean, and they taste him until he falls asleep. Keys <laughs> Keys <laughs> never plays down how important that experience was to the direction his life took from then on. Keys admits his. Why is he the main character now? Shit. <laughs> Keys admits his life ambitions were channeled toward more positive and rewarding goals. That's true. It's a nine-page thing, and he's had like three pages so far. (laughs) 
keys. And so E.T. basically to keys, like E.T. is his own personal fucking Tony Robbins. Yeah. Yeah, it got him. Focused him in the right direction. <laughs> he didn't continue to le- live in a dream world of hope that he would one day meet his space friend again, like he fears Elliot and his friends are now. Keys insists he chose to pursue medicine and science because of E.T., Never mind that he was already a scientist when he <laughs> met E.T. Yeah, forget that. Oh, Lord. That doesn't really matter. Recent- it insists upon itself. <laughs> Recently, Elliot has been sensing something he cannot explain. His umbrella communicator is reacting strangely now. He thinks it could be receiving a message from space! Exclamation point. Space! It's the only proper way to say space. Yeah, as in pigs from or pigs in. Yeah, it's like the yeah pigs in baby national associate the national aeronautics and space association. Sorry, do it again. The pigs national in, aeronautics and space association. <laughs> in his room, is that in the? Oh, that's really weird. What? It was doing a weird thing where, to me, it sounded like it wasn't in my headphones, but that it was playing from that speaker. It might be. No, it's not. Oh, wow, it's not. You're right. Our lives are weird, Jimmy. In his room, Elliot is searching for something. He's rubbing one out. On his wall is the Polaroid snapshot of himself with Michael and E.T. on Halloween night. I don't like his feet. He's jerking off to it. Above his bed. Right. He's looking for it. Above his head, we see E.T.'s clay planets suspended by wire from the ceiling. We're calling back things because uh, we're totally fucking everything up and we want people to remember the stuff they loved. Yeah, don't you remember? He made little balls out of clay and they were spinning around. Yeah, 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 I remember. I'm sorry. Somebody didn't watch this movie four times when they were three. That's when I watched it. It was when I was really young. A lot. Um, We had it on video. Yeah, everybody did. Uh, oh, yeah. Elliot emerges from the ceiling with a pot. His face becomes sad. Aww. The geranium is still dead. Still wouldn't, yeah. He puts the pot on the dresser and sits on his bed, thinking... Wait a second, what page are you on? Five. Five! There you go. I'm at the, uh, I just finished the that first paragraph. The geranium is still dead. Okay, I got it. Later, Elliot jumps up happy and races through his house. He finds Michael and Gertie and makes it's them It's still dead, you guys. <laughs> he finds Michael and Gertie and makes them promise their most excellent promise in quotation marks that they will tell uh. nobody what they are about to do. Having finished that, Elliot calls his D&D buddies, Steve, Tyler, and Greg, and tells them to ride their bicycles to the forest clearing because ET could be coming back next summer. <laughs> this was all just for a trailer. <laughs> and then there's a break. There have been numerous re- numerous. There have been numerous reports of unexplained cattle mutilations in the surrounding countryside. Do 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 do. Another break. At the clearing, we sense danger. Danger will. We Robinson. do. The audience. The audience. Yes, we just sense it. He he, fucking. Yeah. It's it's yeah. like it's like uh, those old like. Tingleator or whatever. 
<laughs> movie theaters. Yeah, but where you feel he, the emotion. He puts uh, radioactive yeah. spiders in the thing and yeah. to bite everybody so they get spider sense. So everybody and turns into Spider-Man. And then throws bricks at their heads <laughs> to set off their spider sense. <laughs> That's how the audience senses pretty danger. elaborate. You can't do that anymore. <laughs> no. They would never let you let radioactive spiders loose and unleash. Because everyone would be spider I mean, your movie makes $100 billion. That's, that's a lot of Spider-Men going around. Yeah. And they wouldn't watch movies. They'd be too busy saving, solving crimes and stuff. Well, well not really. Because... Uh, There'd be a lot less crime. That webbing doesn't work so much outside of a major metropolitan center. Yeah, it just gets stuck in the trees out in the, I, the forest. I mean, out in the middle of Kansas, where's Spidey swinging to? Yeah, that's true. You never see him out there, do you? No. They need their own superheroes. He, like, like just shoots his web out into nothing, like, like trying to web the moon <laughs> so he can <laughs> swing around. <laughs> trying to web the moon. And is there anything sadder than just watching Spider-Man walk down the road? How, how silly is that? I'd be like, dude, that guy is Spider-Man. I thought he was a comic book. He's a real person. Oh, my God, this is great. That's what I would say. I'd be like, what's wrong, man? He's like, there's nothing to swing on. Yeah, I mean, really, any superhero. And he'd be like, I know you're Peter Parker, like, by the if way. You're, if you're not the Flash, you need to not be, like, traveling by foot. Imagine Batman just walking down the road. <laughs> just, just jogging lightly. <laughs> oh, we don't need to imagine that. There was three seasons of that. Yeah. See him catch a bus. Doesn't he? Isn't in the, the Adam West? Yeah, why are we listening to Superman now? Is this or Star Superman Wars, too? I mean. It's Star Wars. Oh, they changed it up. That's why this thing. You're just song. on, like, John Williams' YouTube radio. <laughs> well, it just says E.T. theme, but... Okay, let's get back to this. Um, at the clearing, we sense danger. We see shadows and undefined forms lurking in the nearby forest. By the way, this is really hard to read. Yeah, it's everybody, like it's Xerox of Xerox. Yeah, it's it's like all that survives after thirty eighty-two, <laughs> thirty-five years. This this may have actually been shredded. He's probably at one got point. a. He's probably got a cop. Is safe. Yeah, we're so clever, he's, though. He's though probably we... got the whole screenplay in his safe. He brings it out every once in a while just to cry. <laughs> just to be like, well, okay, I'm better now. I can do this. He can't watch the original ending of the movie and cry because he knows all the fucking points. <laughs> and he's like, I made that shit. So it's like, yeah. so he actually has to read the shitty script from E.T. to get to cry <laughs> yeah, from E.T. When he watches the original, he's like, oh, man. I'm so sad I never got to bring his carnivore enemies. <laughs> <laughs> With their red eyes and their white skin. Um, night is falling, and in the distance we hear a commotion. It's I've always hated that it's, word. It's camotion. C-A-M-O-T-I-O-N. Not commotion. He, he spelled commotion wrong. But, I mean, fuck. What do you expect from him? He only made $200 million movies at this point. Yeah. $300 million. Busy. All right. The fucking wife had to do a fucking draft. Elliot and his friends are converging on the clearing, unaware of any trouble. They're dumb. Duh. Yeah. The first movie was like no indication to them that like shit can happen in this clearing. <laughs> <laughs> they arrive and dismount their bicycles. Suddenly, they see hearts glowing and can't move. And then, then they're devoured by a bunch of creepy they white ETs. Themselves and the then eaten all the end. <laughs> yeah, that'd be an awesome movie. Way to go, Spielberg. Yeah. You, 
Uh, I didn't think you had it in you since uh, nah, fucking Jaws. I know you had it, boy. Way to go. Yeah. Reminds me of Jaws. <laughs> I love it again. <laughs> yeah, the E.T. music goes... They arrive and dismount their bicycles. In awe, everyone gazes upon the dark contours of the massive space machine. Suddenly, the figures of Corel, the figure of Corel, appears in the illuminated porthole. What is Superman's dad doing there? Tell oh, that's jo- oh, Joel Trevor. Sorry, goddamn. Sorry, uh, guys. <laughs> suddenly, the, oh yeah, uh, telepathically, Corel speaks to the children, asking the whereabouts of the fugitive, fugitive alien Zrek. To which, which makes them wonder, how come ET never telepathically communicated with us in our own language? Yeah, what a lazy shit. By the way, Jimmy, that's the name of a of a movie I want you to you're going to want you to watch for uh, Schlockalicious Fugitive Alien. It's not okay. a Terminator knockoff. No, no, this is us saying we won't be sued. Says no copyright violation. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is called. No, Germans, it is different. It is Germans called Robot have, Cop. <laughs> the Germans will have their revenge. It's a Fargate. <laughs> it's a Fargate. I'm not getting sued by that other thing that is not. Um, <laughs> everything. This is all digital. Uh, ask the ask the whereabouts of the fugitive alien Zrek. The children reply honestly that he's gone home because they know who the fuck Zrek is. <laughs> yeah, that's what kills me. Coral becomes angry, believing that they are lying. He's telepathic. I thought he was. So I guess he can't discern with his telepathy <laughs> if they're lying. That's true. <laughs> this is what, page six? <laughs> so somebody tell me how did he become a fugitive? I thought he was just lost from his family. Well, so oh, what, well, he's at what, war with these people, what so he was lost was, from his family, but they're what all happened fugitives. Was his, his wife was killed, oh, no, and Tommy Lee Jones is not, doesn't give a shit. <laughs> 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 like, but that motherfucker, he just got left behind. His wife was I killed by a one-armed know. alien. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus! He's all like, "I didn't oh phone God. home," and Carell's like, "I don't care." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't phone home. I don't. Well, care. you know, the thing about Zrak is he's really smart. You know, I, I rewatched <laughs> The Fugitive like four weeks ago. Maybe did you ever watch the show? No. I want to see the show. Have you ever see the the the, the fugitive just, show, Jimmy? The show? Yeah. What the actual show of the fugitive? Yeah. Of course, man. How the fuck you uh, up on that in the Twilight Zone? And yeah. In one that, Adam that came on in his prime when he was when he just Car- turned thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and fucking wait, man, hey Jimmy, guys, hey Jimmy, the, hey Jimmy, did you ever crack corns? What? Jimmy, did you ever crack corns? Yes, I, I did. I don't care. I busted, right? right? I busted. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah. My mother didn't care either, but, you know. <laughs> when the children regain their senses, I guess they lost their senses, they are surrounded... <laughs> Anything's not possible in that clearing, Sean. They are surrounded by the evil alien creatures who were hiding in the forest. So they were all, always surrounded by them. Now they know it, I guess. This, this is... Okay. This sounds like a kid telling oh. a story. Oh, okay, so they're carnivorous, telepathic, evil aliens... 
but also and white. Also, the creatures are carrying some kind of dagger. <laughs> so they they carry blades. Baby. They don't any, have, any kind of dagger will be they're fine. They're completely naked, but they're just walking around with some knives. Look, if you got a big old knife, yeah. you, can, <laughs> you can walk around naked. <laughs> they're like white aliens with with yellow heart lights. And the, with, the knives weren't mentioned before. Knives. Now they all have knives. Why they like, be, where why? were you they keeping got, that? Not just knives, <laughs> daggers, man. Yeah, where were you keeping that? You're naked. <laughs> uh, don't ask. Just, all right. They're uh, <laughs> all carrying some type of dagger. Elliot advances in a friendly gesture to the creepy dagger-wielding aliens. <laughs> but barely escapes being bitten or even killed by the alien's razor-sharp teeth that, they, that they're using to spite the dagger in their yeah. hand. Yeah, several yeah, of the like aliens... Several of, the, long neck. several of the aliens bare their fangs from time to time to show they mean business. <laughs> they're just standing around going... We mean business, you guys. Carell orders that the children be brought aboard. Reluctantly, Elliot and his I friends follow. Oh, God, please... Please take Elliot and all his friends <laughs> That's to E.T.'s homeworld. <laughs> That's why this is so short. They die on the way over. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the aliens don't uh, don't really need an atmosphere. So yeah. once they get into space, the ship is <laughs> is not sealed. <laughs> <laughs> they just, hey, we're gonna pop the top, you guys. This is gonna be great. Their heads explode. Breach <laughs> uh, hull. This is some racist shit. Even had another line. This oh is racist, God. man. <laughs> In the hours that follow, Elliot and his companion companions, companions are questioned extensively. They didn't even ask me any questions. Well, we got to do some more because this is extensive. But the aliens will not accept the truth in their responses. While one child is interrogated, another is being examined. Gertie is crying and calling for Mary and E.T. for help. The others endure as their wargaming experiences have taught them. Okay. Their what? Oh, my fucking okay. God. Their D&D? Yeah. The kids have oh learned to withstand God. torture by playing D&D. Ah, boy. Steven Spielberg is so lucky to still have a career. <laughs> you know, all he had to do was just make this, and it would be, you know, all yeah. over. We, we would barely know who he was. Like, yeah, I think he directed that first Indiana Jones movie. <laughs> <laughs> Before people like wouldn't allow him to ever touch a movie again. Yeah, and be like, do you see what happened after the 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 guy that directed Jaws? Well, he did this really hokey fucking alien movie about a kid. <laughs> it did pretty good, but then they gave him a sequel, and he just went nuts. <laughs> he just fucking went crazy and killed a bunch of people, both in the script and in real life while making it. He just went nuts. <laughs> He's a damn legend, but he has done some shit, man. I swear, like that damn War of the Worlds movie. And he that's went, my he boy went full in Sid there. Barrett. I never saw it. I couldn't see it. I couldn't. I couldn't be bothered. He went full Sid Barrett on this shit. Should I see it just to see it? Waterworld? War, not Waterworld. I've seen that. No, he said War of the Worlds. War of the oh, Worlds. Yeah, yeah, I War guess. Of the world. Sure, whatever. Um, <laughs> it sounds like who cares. Okay, so so just just to get us caught up, the kids can withstand torture because they play D and D. Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah. Uh, despite despite all wedgy evidence to the contrary. Oh, that's right. 
At Elliot's home, Mary is arriving from an extended date with Dr. Keyes. Oh, my God. They enter the empty house and proceed to investigate further why nobody is home. They were just like, listen, we need to get Peter Coyote way more in this movie. Yeah. Uh, it, is, it is past 11 p.m. It's true. It is now time for Elliot to be questioned. The aliens show no mercy when every he replies. 11, every day at 11 o'clock, they just question him. <laughs> bing, bing, bing. Oh, fuck. It's timing. All right. Pull my pants down. Uh, the aliens show no, no mercy when he replies with the truth. The questioning process intensifies when they learn from his memory. Nope. Okay, they can read his mind, but they don't accept that what he's telling them is the truth. <laughs> they think he's lying, but they know, but they can see the lies in his head <laughs> that he's not telling them. Uh, <laughs> when they so learn weird. from his memory that he has dealt directly with Zrek. Zrek. The pain is tremendous for Elliot, and he breaks down and begins screaming for each... Okay, so hold on. They didn't know at first when they started asking questions about where E.T. was that they had any direct knowledge of him. They just landed on a planet and started asking the first people they saw, Hey, where's Zrek? And this is like the person that wrote the original. Yeah. Like what, really? You didn't see the fucking... There's stuff in here that's just like, did you really see the movie? Yeah, I mean, this is this is worse than like Highlander Two being written by guys that had something to do with the first script. Yeah, Jesus. Uh, the music went dead at the right awkward moment. <laughs> the pain is tremendous for Elliot, and he breaks down and begins screaming for ET's help. Uh, Unfortunately, it's page seven of nine, and <laughs> E.T. has yet to show up in his own sequel. Mm, how great it would be if seven of nine was in this script. It would be a little better, yeah. Yeah. Elliot blacks out, but the echoes of his last cry can be heard from a distance. <laughs> At this point, we follow upward the echoing cry for E.T. into the cosmos, where the painful e. cry the seems to die. Dead. In the meantime, Keys and Mary decide not to call the police yet. It's just 11 and none of their kids are home. <laughs> it's questioning time for Elliot, but there's no reason to call the cops. They hear a strange noise coming from somewhere. What? Just That's so somewhere. random. They finally realize that the sound is coming from the roof. Mary leads the way to Elliot's room, where there is a trap door leading to the attic. From there, Keyes climbs out a window and up onto the rooftop. This is, in such a short thing, this is a lot of space to dedicate to. They go on the roof. <laughs> then they get up there. The, yeah. <laughs> he witnesses a bizarre sight. The communicator is vibrating crazily and rotating to a new position. The keyboard read, readout is repeating the same entry. E.T., help Elliot soon. Hmm. Keyes calls Mary to the roof. When she, arrives, when she arrives to read the message, they embrace and go back through the attic into Elliot's room. They don't care about the kids anymore. They're just like, <laughs> E.T.'s coming back. Yay! Yay! Fuck the parents. <laughs> Mary Fuck turns everything. around and sees the geranium blooming to life. She lets out a feeble yelp and begins to cry. <laughs> a feeble <sighs> yelp. A feeble yelp. <laughs> I guess. I guess. Keith and Mary are now aware of what has been happening. They are? 
Mark. Look, look, the flower is coming to life. I bet the kids are all in a clearing being interrogated by evil aliens. Magic's real. Ah! <laughs> you got to believe in it to believe in this shit right here. Yeah. Oh, this this is way worse than I thought it was. I kind of I'm I'm kind of upset that this isn't a full script we can read. Yeah, right. But also, I'm kind of overjoyed <laughs> that this is not as full script that yeah, we can Yeah, we barely read. made Beetlejuice. We barely uh, made it through Beetlejuice. Yeah, uh, I listened to uh, the episode 7, okay. or part 7 of uh, Beetlejuice, seven of Beetlejuice. Uh, yesterday and this morning. And it's, at some points, you're like, like Beetlejuice turns into a moth. And you're like, should I do a different voice for the moth? I'm like, no, don't even bother. No, I just, move on. We gotta please, go. We gotta, we gotta please get just it. make it end. We just need to do this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's like it's like Melania and, and Donald Trump having sex. It's like, no, no, let's just, just let's make... Let's just do the thing the way, the normal way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wear anything. Just, like put, just put it in me, please. I write speech. <laughs> Even the blue sun squirrels. Oh my gosh! Um, <clears throat> please. Okay, so they're now aware of what's been happening because they saw a flower bloom. That makes sense. They go to their car and head for the forest clearing. They know exactly where the kids are because the flower came to life. Yeah, because it's because magic. It's just magic. <laughs> Things come back to life. Peter Coyote's in this more. There's magic, Sean. There's you know, I'm, I'm beginning to think that Spielberg wasn't really passionate yeah. about this. I feel like someone someone at the studio called him and went, you just crossed $130 million in box office returns. Write a sequel now I'll give or you I'm going to kill your kids. <laughs> <clears throat> I I I I don't know, man. I just I'm going. Whoever it was acting like they was pretty damn excited about it with all the de- explanation points. And <laughs> the, <laughs> the magic of ET. There's a lot of explanation points. He's in he's there. trying to, he's trying to to uh, convince the captors of his soon to be dead children <laughs> that he's really on board about this, Jimmy. <laughs> Can't you see? <laughs> I can't wait to see how it ends. E.T. has affected everybody's life. Boy, howdy. Isn't everything great? Please give me back my kids. Boy, howdy. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Elliot is mentally and physically drained now. As okay. are we. And now we move on to the last page. I don't know how this was going to be a feature. Uh-huh. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this, is, this is like an opening act. This is like a trailer or a teaser. Kind of. Because he is no longer of any use to the aliens, they carry his limp body to a light cage. A light cage. Not. It's not like... (laughs) This doesn't weigh very much. A not heavy cage. It's like made of lightsabers. It's made of lightsabers. Yeah, you know, it's like all the bars. Like you do. Each bar is a lightsaber. (laughs) You don't want to grab onto those bars. You do that. You try to rake a cup against them, and it's just going to... It's just going to... Be sliced into bits. Sean knows what he's talking about. He's handled this before. He's oh yeah, yeah. I'm uh, Sean I'm, knows what a light cage is. He works in Hollywood. Yeah. So it's like that. It's <laughs> like in Hollywood thing. East. Oh, it's like know. that tunnel in um in Resident Evil. You lost me. Me too. 
I saw and, the first and, one and skipped all okay. the others forever. Well, they, well, it's in like um, every I'm time they go to the hive. Okay, whenever they go to whenever they go to the hive, there's this little tunnel where they have to go oh, through. Oh, yeah, yeah, like that, right? Except you, uh, for they're not moving. You you mistook me. I I meant I don't care about any of that. <laughs> what a dick! I'm just fucking picturing what you're what what Steve is trying to lay down here with his light bars. I, I feel like I nailed it with lightsabers making a cage. Yeah. I don't think he, that's what it is. I think he would actually... I think he would write lightsabers made out of a or, cage. Or... or yeah, yeah, I like that. Or it's the uh, the thing that the... From Superman. The, the oh, like... Oh, yeah. The, the, little... the light, like, hula hoop sort of coming to arrest, but never yeah. really coming to arrest thing that imprisons Zadnan and Ursa before they get yeah, sent yeah, to the yeah, Phantom that, Zone. Wait, that thing, yeah. Before and they get put in the album cover. Thing, yeah. Yeah. Into the album cover floating in space. <laughs> yeah. I what were they thinking with that? They were thinking this is a totally rad album cover. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to need a rad album cover for the fucking soundtrack, so let's put it in the, it, in it, the movie. It kind of looks like the Sheer Heart Attack album cover. <laughs> it kind of does, actually. <laughs> Holy shit. That's true. <laughs> Next, we, we ought to do like a low a low budget Superman 2. And for that shot, we'll just throw that Queen album cover <laughs> and that, film it in slow mo. That, that would be a that would be a good reason to do a Superman two parody. Yeah, <laughs> just for that shot. Just for that shot. Yeah, um, I would totally get behind that if you wanted to do it's, that. Dude. It's, it's Zod and Not and Ursa and Freddy. <laughs> <clears throat> um, uh, Where are we, Sean? Oh, yeah. Uh, they carry his limp body to a light cage where Michael and Gertie are already resting. Oh, yeah. Suddenly, we hear a strange resonating hum throughout the ship, yet it is not coming from within the ship. What? All the evil aliens freeze. Only the evil ones. Uh, <laughs> the a evil. hatch opens to reveal E.T. with his glowing finger raised and his heart light pulsing, pulsating. In with this, his glowing in finger this raised. movie, yeah. I am... Elliot awakes immediately. E.T. advances toward the captives and deactivates the light cage. How? He and... There's a light switch on it. Oh, duh. <laughs> he, <laughs> he and Elliot embrace with tears in their eyes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. E.T. never <laughs> cried in the original. He Does was pretty stoic. Yeah. He never cried. Yeah, I mean, he e. was, was like, nigga, baller. buck up, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> buck up, yeah. buck up, bitch. Yeah, was like, buck up, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he said, right here. Right here. He's, like, right he's, like, he's like, hey, we're drunk. You should go make out with that girl over there and then set some frogs free. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'll get you drunk from home. Don't worry, man. Yeah. <laughs> Liquid courage from home. I got you, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, that's, I love that's what your the mom and E.T. E. was Elliot's first drinking buddy. <laughs> the sequel should be called E.T. I got you, dog. <laughs> E.T. E.T. and Elliot, the bromance continues. <laughs> Elliot, Michael, Gertie, Steve, Tyler, and Greg. He's just testing to see if he remembers everybody that's there. <laughs> Leaves the evil, evil. mothership. Evil and wait for ET to come out after the reprogramming after reprogramming the aliens navigation controls. ET exits the ship and rejoins his faithful friends. 
Okay, so <laughs> so E.T. is a deus ex machina. <laughs> exactly. Like, you got half a movie of kids getting tortured by evil aliens, and then just another alien shows up out of nowhere and is like, Hey, y'all, did you know that my lighty finger can paralyze these evil aliens? This has been a pretty one-sided fucking war, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Oh my god! I didn't mean for you to get caught up. <laughs> Thug life. Oh uh, yeah, shit. How's the cows been? Et exits the <laughs> ship. <laughs> I'm sorry. Et exits the ship and rejoins his faithful friends. Soon after, Mary and Keys arrive and are reunited. To- okay, so Et got through space. <laughs> yeah, right. And to that clearing and rescued everybody before the parents could drive the distance that the kids rode their bike. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, Where are we? Oh, I see. Now. Soon after, Marion Keys arrive and are reunited again okay. with the magical little alien named E.T. Named Zrek. Excuse me. The name is Zrek. After saying their tearful goodbyes again, like E.T.'s just like, hey, glad I could come save your life, but what? now I gotta leave your Let's lives. Let's just do the exact same ending as the first movie. I gotta leave your lives an emotional fucking desolate wasteland again. What are emotions that you humans have? E.T.'s all like, like hell, more food. <laughs> mm, little baby potatoes. I've, I came back only for the Reese's peanut butter. <laughs> where are my Reese's? Where are my pieces no at? No Reese's? Fuck, fuck you, I'm Nigga, where are my pieces at? <laughs> Lettuce? What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I want Reese's pieces and beer, bitch. Uh, after saying that... After saying their tearful goodbyes, two L's on that, by the way. Yeah, right. E.T.'s own mothership descends from the heavens to take the place of the evil ship that is now en route to a remote corner of the galaxy. There is hope in everyone's eyes as they all, again, behold the picturesque departure of their favorite alien. Dreams can come true. Oh, fuck you. The end. SSM. God dang it. The Uh. end. Jimmy, you and I have gotten in some arguments when you went on your fuck Steven Spielberg and his little emotional tricks tirades. Yes. Like, we, we like, would debate the merits of Steven Spielberg for hours. Yes. And I have to say, man... You see what he was talking about You now. are right. Because... <laughs> At this point, all I want to do is cock punch Steven Spielberg. <laughs> cock, cock punch him. It's like it, he's like. Is he, that where you punch him with your cock? It's, it's kind of condescending, even though it's cool. But when you're not a kid, I want to punch that guy in his cock so hard his foreskin grows back. Because <laughs> he's Jewish. He is Jewish. Yes, you can tell by the bank account. What the fuck? And see, I thought that the expanded universe of the E.T. ride at Universal was shitty. (laughs) They had to come up with a reason why you were, you know, riding around on on bicycles. Because you couldn't just redo what's in the movie. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can't have a bunch of cops with walkie-talkies chase you around. (laughs) 
you just look around and there's a couple of actors behind you going, hey, hey, like running in place. Uh-uh. Oh. He's trying. He's, 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 he's trying. He's like a storyteller, but he tells kids stories mostly so look, very well. He had a, and, and, but he's a really good – he moves the camera good. And, you know, I yeah, like Steven. I grew up on him. He has I'm a spotlight saying, finish. Man, you know, he, he, he does that cheap shit. And that's why when I saw people like um, Kevin Smith and Tarantino and Rodriguez, and when those guys came out, they were such a fresh breath of air because – because Steven had really fucked shit up. Like, there were so many people imitating him, and, or if you were trying to be him or Scorsese, and, and you know, it, thank God for Tarantino and those guys. Thank God for Kevin and and, and for Linkletter, and, you know. Uh, ridiculous. Yeah, but, I mean, what's clear, though, is that Spielberg had a good idea for E.T., and he did not realize that that was all he had for E.T. Yeah. That was the only E.T. story he it's had a, in him. It's what Highlander was. A good But well, we don't know. Movie. Do we see the treatment for E.T.? That we just read it. I mean, I'm talking about the original E.T. We like saw E.T. Yeah. We I know, know what his saying, idea maybe, was. Maybe the treatment is just as bad as this one. Yeah. I, somehow, I can't, I can't see anyone's... Really? You can't? We fucking saw the treatment for Star Wars. I can't see I can't see awful. anyone's like vision going from something this bad to something as as polished as ET. Like there's no there's no way. Except with Star it. Wars, but that's because George was friends with Joseph Campbell who helped him out. Yeah. Well, you don't Think about it. Dreyfus did jaws and during the whole time he was doing it he was like this is we're making a yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, we're making a piece of shit. And We're then, making a piece of shit. He, and, from the script, he and thought he just, a piece of shit. And he just from came script. from a movie. He came from a French film that he thought was going to be brilliant and everything, and it turned out to be a big piece of shit. Yeah. And that's why he begged Spielberg for the part after Spielberg had already offered it well, initially. Look, look, dude, at that point, think about it. A, a movie about... A giant shark. A giant shark eating people in a sleepy main town. A book. Uh, that was that was not gonna be good. That was going to be like everything that came. It was gonna be Jaws two or three or four or five. Yeah, you know. But Jaws thank two, fucking God for Francis Ford Coppola coming and breaking the shark. Lucas. Well, you got you got to thank that and Lucas the fact the that it was not the, Lucas. The the, the um there it might have scenes. been Marty Scorsese. There were there were scenes on that boat that really saved that fucking movie. You know, just scenes like the the, the sharing of the tattoos and yeah. telling of the Indianapolis and um, you know we're gonna you know we're gonna need a bigger boat. We got to go back and get a bigger boat. Yeah, that's true. It's it's not just. I mean, I think I think breaking the shark really helped, and I think it was Scorsese. And and, and 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 uh, uh, John Williams, you know, replacing no. the shark with that music. Yeah, but breaking the shark really helped. But you're right, Spielberg's touch with those with those scenes and with. Having the confidence, even though it was his first feature, to really let those actors just do their yeah. thing. He didn't interrupt yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, he let them go. And and, and um, a lot of times, Shaw was just drunk. Yeah, Shaw actually drunk wrote... Drunk as fuck. Yeah, he's just drunk Shaw actually wrote, and, um, and wrote yeah. a half of about a third of that speech, the, the Indianapolis speech. And what's great is that 
he they did two sh- days of shooting for that monologue and the first day he got really drunk and felt very embarrassed after it was over and it was like you know yes. apologized no, to everybody and said let me do it again and they shot you know him completely sober on the second day and it sucked no the final thing that you see is is footage of both days so it cuts back and forth from him being totally stone sober to totally fucking fall down drunk and there's and it's weird because it feels like it was just one performance, but it's but it's not. Wow. Yeah. It's he, that's, that's, Jimmy. That's, Jimmy, that's, you know, that's the man's craft. That's right the man's there. craft. That's, that's, that's just Shaw's that's craft. Where, yeah. Where, Jimmy. And not just that's where Spielberg is. That's, yeah. That's the best shit. Jimmy. Yeah. You know, uh, Trevor and I went and saw Jaws in the theater. It was awesome. It was so fucking awesome. It was so rad to see that movie on the big screen. Uh, you guys saw something that I saw on the screen. Yeah, we actually got to see a nicer version of it because they they cleaned it up so nice. Um, well, we, he saw it when it was brand new, so it would have been yeah. cleaned up just fine. Yeah, but didn't we see like a Blu-ray? No, yeah, and I, and, no, I um, saw it at a drive-in too. I mean, it may have yeah. been a, it may yeah. been a, a Blu-ray transfer, but like they kept it. Yeah, uh, they didn't like add. it. Still looked. Yeah, like, like a, a '70s movie, right? And they looked like they, they didn't punch it up, and, and it wasn't projected on film either, was it? No, I don't think. But it, was. it looked like it was. Yeah, they did a good job. Yeah. Well, see, you know, you complain about uh, how Blu-rays make everything too black and too contrasty. I, yeah, I don't like a lot bright. of that. And you know, I I found out why. Yeah, why they do that because um, they're making it more like how it was actually projected and when you project it because it's being projected onto a white screen it gets washed out Hmm. so what they do is they're actually making the theatrical movies that dense and dark and rich and what they should be doing is toning it down for the blu-ray but they're not toning it down for the blu-ray uh yeah that's why the blu-rays yeah because it looks fine when you see in the theater yeah because the light washes it out. Right. Anyway, um, we're going to get out of here. You know what? We actually got a full episode. This is use a speed read, but this yeah. is actually like a full hour. You fuckers. Lucky ducks. Yeah. <laughs> you lucked there out. There is hope in everyone's eyes. Yeah. So, so listen uh, listen to our other podcast, Touche El Douche. We do one every Wednesday. It posts every Wednesday. Yeah. Yep. So you can mm-hmm. get that on iTunes or at uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud.com slash Ferris Wheelhouse. Uh, check soon on Stitcher and Google Play. Eventually, we'll get to this level of awesomeness that this podcast. Yeah. So, is um, and table reads. Uh, you can listen to it where you are. You can listen to it on Stitcher, on iTunes, on Google Play. You can listen to it on Podbean, even if you want. You can go to the website at tablereadspodcast.com and wherever you prefer to listen to it. Please do subscribe so you can get every episode as soon as it posts. And we love you. The voice of table reads is Art Carlson. Hey, that's kind of meta. Meta. This podcast was created by Sean McBee and produced by Ferris Wheelhouse. FerrisWheelhouse.net. <laughs> Fuck. Cut to black.